How's it, everybody? We finally reached the finish line of the spring semester. Like, is it just me or did April simultaneously fly by, but also like take forever and a day? I just felt like there's so much things going on in the month of April that it went by with a blur, but it's also like, that was a really long month, you know? Is it just me? So yeah, I, I'm surprised to find myself here in May already. And this is the last week of instruction for the spring semester. So um, usually there's the week afterwards is, um, what do you call it? Finals week. Um, but that's like really for the undergrads. And I don't think I even really did much for finals week when I was an undergrad. So um, yeah, this week is the last week of instruction, but the, officially the semester ends next week, Friday, and then commencement is um, the following Saturday. But essentially for me, since we have online classes, I am pretty much done this Wednesday. Um, but as for my TA class, the students had a their final paper due um, just yesterday. So now I find myself having to grade like fucking 20 papers <laughs> today and tomorrow. I have to get it done by tomorrow because I have to like turn it over to my professor for her to grade. And, you know, but um, she wants me to make comments on it first before she has a look at it. So I promised it to her by Tuesday because she has Tuesday till the beginning of Friday when we meet on Friday to come together with grades. So that class is still going because there's still, of course, like I said, this one last week for that class and really um, their like assignments this week are really like reflective and then they still have to turn in their blog posts and then responses to blog posts. So it ends fairly easy for this course because it doesn't end with the final paper. The final paper has just you know ended. So that's kind of nice to just really kind of end with like menial kind of work. And I honestly don't expect most students to complete it because what I've seen after the like the big group project that happened three weeks after spring break was I think, you know, after getting over that hump, like some students see what their grade is and they're just playing that numbers game again and suddenly like fell off the face of the earth and like suddenly they are like not turning in assignments because they see like they have points to give like they're okay getting a c and and they know mathematically if they get a zero for the last three you know discussion forum modules that it's not really gonna hurt their grade but i did see that they turned in their papers so i don't know if they're aware or if you're aware but it's because it's a writing intensive course they have three formal papers that they have to write and as stated in the syllabus that if you don't do one paper it's an automatic fail like you have to do all three papers it's an automatic fail if you don't and that's sort of sort of the point so the people who just suddenly dropped off the face of the earth with discussion forums did turn into paper so clearly you know they're in it to get a grade I just think they don't give a shit about what their grade is as long as it's not a failing grade and I guess it depends on whatever your major is or what college or school you belong to then as long as you have a D I guess is probably the lowest that you could get there is a couple students that are on the brink of failure because they simply like didn't do the assignments I don't I just like don't understand it but I mentioned it in my last podcast about I don't get why students half-ass 
work in terms of like this, you know, and maybe it's not your thing. I, I get it. I kind of had a class like that, but I still tried and I still turned in everything. I never even occurred to me to like mathematically play that game of like, I just need enough to pass. Like, no, it was always like, just try, try your best and whatever grade you get, you earn, you know, but um, I'm seeing now as a teacher, as an educator, that there are some kids who would rather um, put their efforts in that sort of thing than actually just transfer those efforts into like actually doing the assignments and seeing what they're doing but I mean I don't know you never know what's like going on in people's lives or it, it maybe that they're just okay with that clearly they're okay with that so that's just like how it is so I I don't know if I'll ever get over that how kids do that or students do that because like, like I said it translate is to me of how you're going to be as a worker. I don't want to hire workers. That's just going to half-ass everything. You know, I need people who are actually going to work, you know, earn your, earn your wage, you know, and do the job that you've been hired to do. I didn't hire someone to half-ass the job for it because that's a waste of money. And um, we'll just see what kind of careers these people go to. And it's not like just because it's like this class is in like the college of ed, none of them. I think almost none of them are like, in the college of ed maybe one or two but other than comes from other colleges or schools like i said and um they just need it to fulfill a requirement so maybe that's it i don't know it's just it's just so weird that students like are not giving two shits about work and i get it it's the end it's the end of the semester i'm kind of over it too and it's it's getting exhausting and and I'm trying not to think about how I only have like a week, maybe two at best of like not doing anything. But because I'm TAing and then I'm volunteering TAing for the summer, you know, I look at the calendar and I'm like, no, we're still going to have to keep meeting because we have to set up the course for, you know, this upcoming summer. That is, you know, what's going on. And I'm just like, oh, my God, there really is no rest, you know, in between technically these semesters so I just want rest you know and I feel like I yes I haven't been doing like transactional kind of work for my classes but it's still exhausting to so hang it overhead going into the next class where we have our final paper and not gonna lie like after we did the peer review I kind of just let it sit there because my focus came into like work and having to write this report that's due at the end of June, but really like at the end of this month, May. So that took most of my attention. And I thought like I made the minor edits and I thought my paper was good. <clears throat> but then what happened was I, you know, had a meeting with my professor that was like part of the class, right? We had to like sign up for like office hours to talk about our paper and I think because we had this short amount of time for him to give feedback for our paper and because because he had like another meeting. So it was like a hard stop at the at the top of the hour. So it was very like for once constructive in terms of the paper, like a, a, I don't want to say detailed, but just more specific and more like a technical on the paper. So I ended up showing him my paper and, you know, he suggested like, Maybe you should combine like these two sections of, you know, what you're talking about and ended up 
suggesting that I include, you know, two brand new sections. And to be fair, I think I should have had those sections in the beginning. I just think I wasn't really understanding like how it works. And I'm not complaining about the timing of, you know, this feedback, but I think maybe just some notes of how to go about this, like in the beginning of when we started this project. And, and I look back and I think he, he technically did tell us, but I don't think I like understood because I think he really preached like every, every paper is different and it's not going to look exactly like this. And, and that's the truth. I totally get that. Everyone's subject and their methodology and, and whatever they're doing is not going to look exactly. But there is a loose kind of structural uh, format that to a degree we all have to follow in terms of subjects. So like specifically for my paper, I was supposed to talk about, I did talk about like the benefits of participatory culture. That's my topic. And really there was another section I talked about was about like informal learning. And that was supposed to tee it up for like the next topic. But I think he was trying to tell me that give myself permission to like not think about anything else except this topic. But I think I was getting confused of like, how can I not think about the other topics with this? Because there's so many different ways I could talk about this topic and I have this finite space and which subtopics of this one topic of participatory culture am I supposed to choose? And I think that's where I sort of lost my way and was like, wasn't understanding. So I started writing it like, okay, I'm going to write about informal learning and because that's going to tee it up. Right. Because it's already kind of showing right now the benefits that you can learn of informal learning through participatory culture. So he suggests that I should change the heading not to benefits, but outcomes, because I'm talking about positive and negative and then weave in informal learning and literacy um, into that section. So now this section's gotten big and there was a bit redundancies within it. So I had to kind of clean that up, too. Trust me, I did a lot of work on Friday and Saturday. Um, and then the new sections were about like the methodologies of it. And I, I do remember, you know, talking about it. that's kind of teeing up to the second section that he asked me to add, which is the gaps in literature. And I think, you know, fair enough, I didn't uh, I didn't do that and not in a way in a formalized manner I think it was slightly in there in the conclusion so now that I understand like what my outline is and what I need to get done it was very clear like what my next steps were but I was also like surprised because I'm like um it's Friday and our paper is due on Wednesday like you want me to do all of this in five days like it's not as easy as it sounds because adding in these two sections means having to do the research for it, you know, and luckily I did read a lot and I started taking a lot of extensive notes as he suggested that we do. So I don't think it was as daunting as it felt like right when he said I had to write two completely new sections for my paper. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm not like super, super happy with how it is right now. I do have a couple more days to polish it and add to it but it definitely to me looks rushed and a bit more like surface level and not really in-depth thinking but 
I'm just going to call it a draft right now, like a rough draft for those two sections because I literally just drafted that on like late Friday. That's like all I was doing for the rest of Friday after I had that meeting. Um, I'm, you know, appreciative of his feedback and like giving me real structure and like suggestions like you should do this and this and this because it to me it makes sense and I know it's going to look much better and I also know that I'm going to keep revising this in the next two or three years but for the sake of this assignment and also one I'm just like really fucking tired of like reading the same shit I think and I just like want to put it behind me I think that's the kind of person that I am it's like I want to just finish one thing and move on as opposed to like having all of these open files, you know, and then having to keep finishing all of them at one time. No, I'd rather just like open a file, close it, open a file, close it, open a file, close it. And the harsh truth is that's that's not realistic. When I meet in this in this little um, scenario here, what do you what do you call it? Analogy. These topics are these files. And I think I'm always going to keep coming in and revising and revising up until I defend so, you know, it just, it's just the way it is, but it's just like, I'm, I always get worried I'm going to forget kind of like I did now. I like literally put it on the shelf for like fucking three or four weeks, not going to lie. And to have to come back and like, you know, re-remember what I read and the notes that I took and the kinds of subjects that I were talking about just to save a lot more time having to go through all of my notes and going through Zotero and like looking through just so I could even find content to write for these two brand new sections that I have to pull out of my ass by Wednesday. It's Monday, mind you. Okay. And now I have to Wednesday. That's uh two days to, you know, finish it up. And I know it's going to be fine of like, you know, whatever I put in, but to me, it's like, it's supposed to pay dividends later, right? So I don't have to really super think about it three or four months from now when I start 760 in the fall. I, I really don't want to have to like rehash this again because I didn't like the feeling when I had to like search in my own notes and figure out like what the fuck did I read and where did I see this and I wish I had highlighted this now that I know I have to do this. And it's just I hate redundancies and I hate being inefficient and, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But, you know, it is what it is. So I can't complain, but I am complaining right now. I do understand that. <laughs> so this is the end of spring semester. And I feel like I want to be more like reflective of, you know, what happened and, and just really think about, you know, what happened in the course of 16 weeks. Because, you know, just like the past month, I really feel like it flew by. But I also feel like it's you know, the time has come. <laughs> like, I, I'm ready for this semester to end. It's been a long one. And I really feel like I made some strides and I feel really good about where my starting point is from 760. I know I do have to still get over the hump of my last two classes that I'm obligated to take before reaching 760 and that's summer. So I'm not looking forward to summer at all, but I will be hopefully podcasting over the summer um, so that you can follow along with my last two classes, you know, my last two courses that I need to take. And I'm not super excited with one of them. That's the advanced research and um, the required course or required topic that I have to take. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. But luckily, 
it's only six weeks long and six weeks can fly so fast is, you know, from what I remember last summer when I had to take two classes at once and that six weeks goes by super fast. So I'm just really happy that (laughs) this semester is over and, you know, it started off really stressful and somber, you know, with my professor passing and to just really get back on our feet and, you know, as a department, as a program, as someone a part of this space, as a student, as a TA, as a uh, formal president of our student organization here. It's just all of it. It's just like I can see the faculty picking up the pieces and filling in really big shoes that um, has left a gaping hole in the department. But I think we came through it well enough (laughs) and I can really tell by both my professors you know how grateful they are for you know student help you know me as a TA and a GA because I can really see how busy they are like just to get on their calendar is like so hard you know just to try to get a meeting with them is so hard and I just feel like it also made me question, like, do I want to be a professor? Because this looks really fucking busy right now. And but what I'm what I'm seeing is there's a difference between like professors and like instructors slash lecturers. And the difference is, is like professors are tenured, but they're also supposed to conduct research. And I think I may have mentioned this in the beginning of my podcast, but I really under, understand now that there are kind of three pillars to being a professor and that's teaching research and community service so I think just those three pillars alone create a very busy schedule of you know your time because those are three really big pillars that you have to hold up with instructors and lecturers like they're part-time I suppose they can be full-time but I don't I don't know technically I don't even know if they like earn benefits or not because they're considered kind of like contract work So in that regard, you know, in terms of black and white, whether you're permanent or temporary, you're temporary. And um, yeah, I don't know if that technically comes with benefits because technically I was temporary when I worked at the state, um, but I had benefits. But I don't know if like the rules are a little different with education and, you know, the university um, because it's part of the state. But the university is like its own animal um, in and of itself. But that would be kind of nice, like just to teach. You know, none of that other stuff, although I know I could do it. It's just, you know, makes for a very like busy schedule (laughs) and I can handle busy. It's just I just see like they are biting off more than can chew. And it could also be that because they're just low on staff, period, you know, and they just need someone to be there. Right. They just need extra help, extra warm bodies in the faculty. So. It really made me think of it more of, you know, what I want my future to look like and the reasons why I came into this program. And, you know, I had aspirations to be a professor. I still do. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also still open to whatever kind of opportunities that arise, you know, after getting my doctorate. And what's funny is there's like um, a webinar that I signed up for, you know, happening all this week. And it's about basically workforce opportunities you know career opportunities that you can after you get your doctorate that you don't necessarily have to be an academic with your doctorate most of them do like me 
you know, stay in academia because that's one of the reasons why they want to get their doctorate. Right. Um, But there are other career options and choices available um, to people who have their Ph.D. that don't necessarily want to be an academic which I'm like open to. I just want to see what's out there. It's kind of to me the same thing of like, I thought all attorneys like were litigators, like you always go to court. And that's not necessarily true. And I learned that, you know, through my work experience that you could be an attorney by trade and you could be doing, you know, legal consulting work, but you don't have to be a litigator. You can do other things too. And I was like, oh, and I think that really kind of opened my eyes. Like just because you're one thing, you know, you have this one degree and you're in this one field that doesn't mean you do this one thing. You, there's there's some career opportunities, opportunities in the periphery of what majority of people like with your degree do. And that's what I'm trying to really open my eyes to the more I'm working in this space and being a student in this space. So it's kind of interesting. So I'm open. And also, I also know that there's a long few years more to go before I, you know, have to really tackle that issue of career because I'm, you know, not graduating for a while. So I don't have to think about it. But anyway, that is it for the spring semester. Thank goodness. I am ready for summer. I think the weather is already saying it's ready for summer. Like, I don't know what happened, but we went from basically rain to like hot ass weather. Like, I don't think we really had a spring here in Hilo and the spring is just more rain, I guess. I'm not sure. But yeah, it's getting hot now. I like am dying to cut my hair and that's going to be in a few weeks. And I just want a little bit of rest before having to start all over again with summer school. But until then, it's been a great fast and long spring semester but i'm ready for the summer now so i will see you on the next pod